Welcome everyone to the .NET Maui podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in .NET client development. We'll talk about some Azure, some Visual Studio, some Blazor, and of course, .NET Maui. I'm Matt Sokup. And I'm James Montemagno. Matt, it has been a busy, busy, busy August. It's the summer of .NET Maui. What did you expect? Or winter of .NET Maui. That's true, depending on where you are. That's true. With how hot it's been lately, I, I would appreciate the winter of .NET Maui. <laughs> I've been walking around campus and we're recording in person, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. in the brand new DevRel Studios here, Channel 9 Studios whatever it's called, something. But if you were an active watcher of the .NET community stand-ups or other live stream shows at live.dot.dot.net, live.dot.dot.net, live.dot.dot.net. Yep, got it. Yep, got it. Or when you go to .dot.net, there's a live button. You can go there. Now, this is the same room. So it's actually has all the Zamagons everywhere and has a bunch of cool stuff. They're redoing this room. So it's not set up for live stream, but it is set up for podcasting and on, on crazy road equipment. This is way more fancier than the podcast stuff we it's, use at home. It's amazing. The colors that are coming off of this. What is that thing? Or I don't know. <laughs> I I literally have no idea what this is. It's a road servo based preamp onboard pro caster 5000 deluxe edition it has all these colors and if i press them nothing happens i don't care it is so pretty it's nothing right. needs to happen that's it's very true it looks very pretty and i can move sliders up and down and be like whoa check that out um but yeah it's been a crazy crazy august in general and we're back in the studio uh, which is quite fun we'll be back probably at our normal houses because it's it's pretty much not fun to cross the 520 you know this weekend i don't know if you know they uh shut down like all the i5 and the 405 i5 shut down going through southern downtown through soto this weekend the whole 520 connecting seattle to the east side shut down oh my gosh yeah this is why i don't leave home unless I can take a bus or to come meet you, James, to do the podcast. Well, I appreciate it. And we have some really exciting events that we're doing mm-hmm. in person here in Redmond, yep. Washington. But we're going to talk about some of that later because you will be able to go in person as well with some really, really cool, exciting events that we'll talk about towards the end of the podcast as well. But let's get into it, uh, Matt, because while David is not here, we're here and we're going to break stuff down. And before we get into the .NET Maui craziness that was focus event, all these releases, all these really cool challenges and stickers that you can get. I want to talk about the release of the .NET community toolkit version 8.0. Now this is something that I've been talking about forever. In fact, I've had Sergio on, on .NET, on my YouTube channel. I've done a bunch of videos. I just did a new one on the PubSub messenger that's built Mm -hmm. into it. Super cool. Although I didn't know about like, I don't Matt confession. Oh no. I don't know every single NuGet package for .NET. That's out. I just I don't know all of them. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> Podcast over. I I don't know if you know, but I don't know everything. <laughs> so apparently there are a bunch of Messenger other you know NuGets out there, and there's one from Jimmy Bogart called Mediator. Do you know about Mediator with an R at the end, not an ER? I've seen it. I've heard no. of it. I I think I didn't know about it because. I'm assuming that it comes more from the web world. I could be wrong because it's like, oh, here's how you add in the one line of code in ASP.NET. So when it came to .NET Maui, I was like, I don't know. Um, but I want to do a video on that too because it seems pretty cool. And there's, they do similar but also different stuff. But anyways, the .NET Community Toolkit 
um, has a whole bunch of stuff in there. There's MV, MVVM, diagnostics, performance stuff, all sorts of good stuff in there. And Sergio did a great blog post announcing the release of it on the .NET blog. And this has the whole history, how it was the Windows Community Toolkit, how they broke it apart, how it's like all better together. There's a bunch of community toolkits. There's a .NET MAUI community toolkit. There's this .NET community toolkit and how it was inspired from MVVM Lite and Laurent, who works here at Microsoft, and how it's sort of a la carte. It's platform independent. It can run on any version of .NET. It's .NET Standard 2.0 that has sort of the latest and greatest improvements if you're using modern runtimes like .NET 6, like with .NET MAUI, and all sorts of stuff. So he goes through the source generators, which are my favorite thing in the entire world. Oh, my name is in this blog. Amazing. Mm. Uh, you can just add a attribute to a method and say relay command, and that turns it into a command. You can put observable property. It turns it into an observable property. You can do change fours. It's just source generation is like poof, magic. Um, so that's one of my favorite things in the entire world. But also inside of here, there's all sorts of uh, other um, things that I was talking about too, like the Messenger API. There's an iMessenger that you can do dependency injection. There's a weak reference, a strong reference. If you don't want your stuff to get garbage collected, you can add that in there too. And he has all this performance stuff that's in here that's really, really cool. And then there's a whole sample application that you can download on the app store. They mm -hmm. sim shipped it, which is really cool. And they have a, this one's built with a WinUI three. They have a Xamarin forms one. They had, we're going to done a Maui sample. So to show that it kind of works with everything. So there's all sorts of stuff in there. There's even more. It's bananas. It's super good. In fact, if you had done the Donnie Maui workshop or the beginner series or anything, or we're at Donnie Conf, you'll see that almost everybody was using this library. Yep. I didn't get turned on to it, James, until you started talking about it mm -hmm. back for the workshop. And then I saw it in action, was that two Fridays ago when you ran the workshop? Oh, yeah. Eight hours of James Montemagno up talking I'm sorry. constantly. Terrible. Half hour for lunch, he takes a break, but then gets back going at it. But this toolkit's awesome. I just thought it was like an MVVM toolkit, right? Where you can just put the essentially decorators or attributes around a property and just say observable property and put it, you're not even putting it around a property, you're putting it on a variable. Yeah. And it, the source generator scaffolds everything out for you. It's amazing. But like you said, it has that whole messaging framework in there, which I haven't even dug into yet. I've learned about it from that blog post. I was like, what doesn't this toolkit not do? Yeah. It does everything. It does do everything. And if people were coming from like the FODI world with IL weaving, this is source generator. So it's kind of, it's similar where you can append attributes and it'll generate code. But instead of doing IL weaving and injection, it, it does a source generator. So as soon as you add the attribute, your source is generated in real time, which is very, very cool. It's very smart. I absolutely love it. Um, so definitely give it a, uh, uh, check out. And of course we'll link to all the stuff I just talked about the beginner series. So if you're just getting started with Donna Maui, the workshop, all that stuff, bingo, bango, you'll be good to go. Matt. Nice. You know what else we had what? along with the whole, the .NET stuff, .NET stuff, .NET Maui stuff, all the release. Was that last week or was it week before? Two weeks uh, ago. Two weeks ago, man. Yeah. Time just all this .NET stuff, .NET MAUI stuff. Anyways, there's a whole slew of new Visual Studio releases that went out along with the .NET focus on .NET MAUI. I'm going to mess that up the whole time. .NET Conf focus on .NET MAUI. Perfect. Yes. Nailed it. Along with that event, a whole bunch of Visual Studio releases came out with it, including 17.3 for Windows, 
we talked about the preview for that, which we hit most of it, most of it, you know, like we can reopen closed tabs or, um, it has oh, a couple, two new things, two new things. And I want to talk about that. I missed the first time. James. Okay. One on the installer, the visual studio installer, everything we know and love. You might have more than one visual studio installed at the time. True. Right. Mm-hmm. I do. There's a new button on there. Update all. Oh, I did see that. It's a good button to button. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, wow, perfect. You can also drag and drop breakpoints. So like if you have a conditional breakpoint that says, you know, just breakpoint when X is equal to 10. And let's say you want to move that around instead of having to redo all that typing, drag and drop that breakpoint. Nice. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Pretty neat. Pretty neat stuff. And then uh, seventeen three four Mac also came out. Um, talked about this while it was in previews already. Supports like Apple Dev Accounts has new light bulb refactorings put into it. Also supports, and I ran into this the other day, is uh, user secrets. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the way you can put um, like your API connection strings and such. So you don't accidentally check them into source control. They'll sit off outside of your project path, nice. which is nice. And then, of course, whenever we release a stable version of Visual Studio, up comes the previews. And preview one for both Windows and Mac are out. And the big one that we'll talk about for Mac is .NET MAUI support. Mm-hmm. It's in it. Go check it out. I mean, I'm not even sure what more to say other than it's there and it works and it's great. I, James, I was just showing you, I made a flight simulator, not a flight simulator, a flight tracking app using SignalR, using .NET MAUI, using the MapSUI Maps, uh, third party. Everybody should check that out. Mapsui. We'll put a link into the my pick of the pot early. We'll put it into the show notes. But it works great. Everything you know, all done in Visual Studio Mac preview seventeen point four pre nice. one. Yeah, so super cool. And we should say that the at the event when the new versions of Visual Studio were released on Windows. Visual Studio 17.3, which is the current stable release, has .NET MAUI support stable release built in 100%. So that is good to go. Now, if you're on a Mac, like you said, 17.4 preview one is where the support is there. I think it does kind of work in 17.3, but the actual official Mm -hmm. support is there. I roll previews only. That's my jam. (laughs) So I literally, you know, when you said update all, I'm like, I don't even need that button because I only need one. Pre, just pre, all preview all the time. All preview. Yeah, why not? It's, you know, for me, that's just how, that's how yep. I roll, man. On the edge. Um, now, you may be wondering, where was, you know, 17.1 and 17.2, a Visual Studio for Mac? No. Nope. I, I am wondering that. No, they, they were all <laughs> rolled into 17.3 to align version numbers. Nice. So if you remember Visual Studio for Mac, because of the the enhancements and the rewrite and, and the UI that it was going through and the ar- native arm support, uh, mm-hmm. for, um, Apple Silicon that was there. They, you know, John who wrote the, the blog post here, he says the minor version numbers were changed to 17.3 to match visual studio on windows. So it's not as confusing, yep. which, cause it would be very confusing. Now it's like, Hey, they're, they're there. Yep. Yeah. And it makes total sense. And it's something that I would complain about if it wasn't match lined up. So yeah. thank you, John, for, taking that on and explaining it to me. I will say this visual studio 17.3 on windows, a whole bunch of also really cool stuff besides Don and Maui support. So container app support is in there. A mm-hmm. um, bunch of C plus and Microsoft uh, teams development with .NET is in there, but also there's a bunch of just new visual studio things such as like a what's new dialogue. This is my favorite feature to feature. It tells you what's new 
because <laughs> there's so much new all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you a beautiful display, so you can check that out. Get line staging. That's really cool if you need to go line by line. But something controversial. Show tabs in multiple rows. Anti. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm anti. You know, we, we've, we talked about this. If, now, James, you're going to be anti this too. Make them vertical. Put, no. them, put them down. Yeah, see? You wouldn't have to put them in multiple rows because they would go all right down your screen no. on the left or right-hand side. No, horizontal. Yeah. I recently <laughs> saw somebody that had, what was it? I think it was like the Windows menu on the left side. I was like, what is happening here? I don't, I don't like it and I don't know what's going on. Like, goes on the bottom. This goes here. This is good. It was something else. They had like something else on the left side, whatever it was. I was like, no, this is not where it goes. Um, anyways, single, single row, single row. You shouldn't have that. shouldn't have that many. Imagine what if edge or Chrome or Firefox do multiple, (laughs) you, you see people's tabs or like you can't, they're slivers. Right. I think people would be very grateful if they could have multiple rows of tabs. (laughs) It's it's just their entire screen. (laughs) Eventually their screen would just be a little sliver. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, one thing that's kind of cool is reopen closed documents. That's kind of neat. Um, it kind of makes it feel kind of like a browser web browser ish. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, cause it's almost expected. Mm-hmm. What's in, what's in this new one? Oh, I think that, yeah. Oh my God, what else is in here? Oh, version 17 four is the first version that has the native arm 64 Correct. stuff. Now that doesn't have down Maui stuff in it yet, but there's a few workloads that do support arm 64. So if you are on an arm 64 windows machine, be on the lookout for that. But on Mac, it is there. It's a whole bunch of stuff. We've been talking around and dancing around and a whole bunch of stuff because the .NET Conf focus on .NET Maui event took place in the beginning of August and it was gangbuster awesome. I was here. I not only did I talk for eight hours on that Friday at the workshop, mm-hmm. but on Tuesday, I helped host the .NET Conf, which was awesome. I was here in studio, literally 10 feet away from where we're at right now. And I was going to the tag board, hitting the button, the tweet, tweet board tag dingy doing the stuff which was super fun and david and maddie were here with a keynote they talked about not only all of the amazing stuff that was released that we just talked about in donet maui but also the donet 7 roadmap which is going to include map support on mobile or you can check out i call it it's you know what it is it's not maps ui i think it's maps ui you know what? It looks like Maps UI, but in the documentation, I think it does say Mapsui. That's what I thought. I, said, I, I called it Mapsui to begin with. And then yeah. I was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, I bet it's actually Maps UI. Okay, Mapsui. Yep. Or Maps UI. It's your. Yeah. It's, 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 do it's, what you want. Do what you want. Uh, real focus on desktop. I love this because there's already great desktop support, a whole bunch of new stuff, but there's even more Donet goodness for Donet Maui goodness for desktops. Donet 7 roadmap. They got context menu, cursors, hover gestures, right-click gestures, title bar, tool tips. And they're also working on channel integration for platform interop, which I don't even know what that means, but I think that is going to bring, I assume, kind of like what React Native or Flutter or all the other ones do where if there's an API or like something that's in Swift or in Objective-C or in Kotlin or something like that, you can like channel in. I don't know. I got to talk to, maybe it's not, I have no idea. I should probably not talk about what I don't know. Well, if we had David here, he would tell tell us. us. But I think what's really important is in the blog post, we'll put a link to in the show notes, uh, Maddie and David outlined the release schedule and support and patching. They forgot a Oxford comma here, but I'll forgive them. (laughs) Uh, And we put a link, we put a screenshot of it talking about how Donnie Maui ships with .NET. Someone was emailing me, asking me, well, what's the support life cycle like? It's like, it's the .NET life cycle. Yep. <laughs> but 
he also outlined how you know minor versions and major versions they'll also receive patches for so long and additionally make sure that the latest x codes and android stuff are supported in these different versions because obviously ios and android don't always ship in november there might need to be patches before that in general and also clarified up the Xamarin SDKs and Xamarin Forms received support until May 2024. But in this blog post, um, Jeff also goes through, Jeff Fritz also goes through the entire session catalog is up on the .NET YouTube and the Microsoft Docs events page. And there's also a bunch of pre-records, which is cool. My favorite, performance improvements in .NET MI with the one, the only, Jonathan Peppers. Any other favorites on there? On this list, do you see the pre-records that people may have missed? You know what I'm going through? I haven't watched it yet, but I see Ken Fay did binding native libraries for .NET MAUI. Mm-hmm. Everybody always has trouble with binding. Li- no, okay. I always have trouble with binding native libraries. Hopefully, Ken Fay teaches me everything I need to know. But I'll have to watch it. All sorts of good one. Give that a look. The slides for all the sessions are available. The demo code, the point of sale demo application is cool. And people brought my career full circle. They added Bluetooth printing to a, you know, a printer, like a, a, like a little POS Mm -hmm. printer to do receipts and credit card signing. Someone added it and they open sourced the Bluetooth library Nice. Which is pretty amazing. My background's printers for people that are just joining. Anyways, so much good stuff. And there's a bunch of events. You want to talk about the cool challenges and events that also yeah, happen? Yeah, absolutely. So there's one, we're calling it the beautiful UI challenge. Uh-huh. And because every time I go see what the community is doing with your UIs, I'm blown away. Like my user interfaces, they're pretty much just text on a screen and that's it. But you can do such great, great looking things. And what we're calling for is people to go out to either the snippets. Is that how you pronounce it, James? Snippets? Snippets. Snippets. The snippets Snippets. website or the um, .NET Maui good looking UI samples if you're not into the whole brevity thing. So there's two different websites, snippets and then the .NET Maui good looking UI samples. They are essentially where you go, you, me, James, to go to get inspiration for various things. Like you want to figure out how to do a nice looking sign-in screen or a nice looking collection view, like a, I don't know, like a ticket app. Like you're going to go to a concert and you want to have like a ticket application, something like that. You go there to get inspiration on how to design things. So now. You have the inspiration. Let's go and submit something new. Either go to submit at the snippets or good-looking UI samples. You do it. Put in a PR. They'll get accepted. And then James will personally stamp, sign, seal, and deliver sticker stickers for you. It's true. I have thousands upon thousands of Don and Maui Blazer Donet stickers at my house, Visual Studio stickers, and they are shipping out around the globe. Uh, we've also shipped a bunch of them to a bunch of user groups around the globe too that are hosting nice. events. But there are also a bunch of really cool reactor events coming up as well. Mm-hmm. This is really, really neat. In fact, we're doing one literally in one hour here in Redmond. So you can't come to this one because it's already done. However, we'll put a link to this. this is on the, the dev2, dev.to forward slash a dot net 
there is a local down in Maui events happening around the globe. And Katie uh, points out there's one in, uh, upcoming in San Francisco on the 25th, on the 27th in India, on the 27th in Australia. And then in September, there's one in London and one in Tel Aviv where you can go um, and every event, like local user groups and Microsoft folks are going to be there helping out. They each have a registration page. Most of them will have free foods. We're going to have some pizza apparently. That's cool. Uh, I can't eat the pizza because the Atkins, but you know, I can look at it and smell mm-hmm. it. That's all you need. Yep. Half the battle. And uh, when, when we get there, everyone will be a little bit different. Most of them will be live streams. So you can always tune in online, which is great, but most of them will have an introduction to down at Maui, what the architecture product roadmap, et cetera, et cetera. Some of them Azure sessions, you're going to do a cool signal R session, which will be rad. Mm-hmm. And uh, then some sort of workshop and Q and a along the way from the experts. So uh, definitely give those a look. We'll put a link to that in the show notes, but Matt, there's more, there's more challenges. There sure is. There is the cloud skills challenge, right? And so James, I know you remember this because we were just talking about it. All the learn modules we did for .NET Mountain, there's like seven of them. Mm-hmm. And so what we did is we put together a cloud skill challenge where if you go through, register for it, complete all seven learn modules, which will take you from the beginning of just running a .NET Maui app all the way up through calling REST services for it and, um, SQL databases, what else can you do? Really make your UI shine with it as well? Put all those together? Guess what? Guess what you're going to get once you finish it? Stickers. A a sticker. You're going to get a sticker, which is awesome. From me. From James. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Yep. You got to do that by the end of the month. So head over into the show notes. I think it's aka.ms forward slash Maui forward slash cloud challenge. That'd be my guess. Yep. I think I made all those aka.ms's though. Um, I want to see how many people are already doing it. Cloud. Yep. Forward slash cloud challenge. We have 400 people right now. Wow. Pretty cool. That's nice. So let's definitely give it up. The first, not, not the first, but the 500 is the maximum stick. I can only literally print so many. So get in there. <laughs> there's stickers to be had. There's eight day, well, eight, seven, whatever, how many days, August 31st is when you got to get it done. Go up, sign it up. There's some forms to fill out. There's some good stuff. Get those stickers. We're shipping stickers around the globe. I cannot believe I signed myself up for this, this was a mistake. Um, <laughs> now beyond that, getting stickers with beautiful UI challenge, classical challenge, maybe you're like, Hey, I need some more interactive learning. We mm. got you covered. There's even more. Right. Like when you talk about summer, fall, winter, spring of Don M. Maui, it's happening nonstop because starting in September, all the way through November, September, October, November, yes, all those times, we are going to have .NET Maui Learn Live. Now, this is a weekly series. So once a week, you can join Matt and me, me. James. And thank you for letting me sign you up for it. <laughs> um, I was like, Matt's going to do it. Those learn modules that we wrote. Yep. We're going to learn and teach those live interactively. Now, what's cool about that is that John will be there. Kate will be there. Other people from the product team will pop in to answer your questions live. It's sort of a follow along at home. We're going to teach you everything that are in those learn modules, answer your questions live, and we're going to go through all of the modules so you can do them yourself, which is really, really cool. So you can learn along with us, get your questions answered live. And that is at aka.ms forward slash Maui forward slash learn live. Of course, we'll put a link in the show notes. You can register for each of them. I think eventually they're going to work on a button that like 
registers you for all of the events, but go through and register for every single one. Just do it, do it, do it. It's going to go through all of them. And yeah, the last one is November 16th. So boom. It's, your, it's the shoulder season. Like we have the summer or winter of .NET MAUI. Mm-hmm. Now we have the shoulder season of .NET MAUI, bringing you from summer in the fall or winter in the spring. That's right. Yeah. Then it's Thanksgiving over here, and then everybody just leaves on holiday. So <laughs> then we're done. But yes, local events, online learning, UI challenges, learning challenges. Get all those stickers. Do all that stuff. I don't want them in my house. Get them <laughs> out of here. We're totally good to go. I have a bunch of my backpack for you. Don't forget. Wow, yeah. Because we're going to be this event and yeah. the reactor event. Got to give them out. Going to give them out. Get all that stuff. All right, let's get to it. That's the Down Name Mountain News. What Azure goodness do you have for us? All man? right, so this isn't news news as much as it's news to me. And mm. if it's news to me, well, I want to tell people about it. So Azure SQL, the good old relational SQL database that we all know and love, that we're .NET developers, we've grew up with, we know how to use it. Did you know, though, that it supports multi-model, meaning NoSQL, meaning graph, meaning key value pairs, whatever? It, it doesn't. I had no idea it could do it, and evidently it's been in there for a while, and uh, my good friend Davide Mori goes through it in Azure Friday, and it tells us all about how it can do it and how you can set up these various graph tables and uh, NoSQL tables right in line with everything else and just pop them into your Azure SQL database so you're not just limited to regular relational data any longer when we're using Azure SQL. So it kind of opens up that whole new world of you know, the, all the cool kids doing NoSQL. Yeah, you're not just stuck in Azure SQL anymore. You can do NoSQL if you want to. So, yeah, totally cool. Wild. Yeah. But is it in a SQL database? Well, Azure SQL is still SQL, right? (laughs) That was wild. That was crazy. (laughs) Yep. And there's also something called temporal tables. So temporal means time. And what this is going to do is it gives you an ability to track the full history of a row, how it changes over time, which is kind of interesting without you having to set up any fancy tracking for it. So you have one row of saying, I registered for the Learn Live, and then I registered for it again. I don't know. But let's say that row changes over time. Well, the temporal table then gives you an ability to track to see what state that row was in during any given time going backwards. So it kind of gives you this like change history to it. And you just kind of set it up. You don't really have to... um, You let Azure SQL take care of it for you. You don't have to do all the hard work yourself. Pretty much just say temporal table, and there you go. Again, Davide goes through everything that's used for, how to do it. Again, not a new feature, but new to me. And so, Azure News. That's really cool because there just seems to be a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I guess that's the whole idea. That that one be a is that a pass and an infrastructure as a service? That's platform? a platform as a service platform. because it gives you a little more stuff is so we're letting azure figure out the the craziness and you're, mm-hmm. you just you just access sql right via sql and it just does it yep that's cool mm-hmm. i'm in yeah uh what's your service of the month because oh. it's gonna go azure signal r now how's that difference between signal r and azure signal well the difference is, is that you put it on Azure and you don't have to worry about hosting it yourself. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, that now is that a, is that that's a, a PaaS platform, platform as, as a service, service, right? What's an, what's an IaaS is infrastructure as a service. Now think of an IaaS as like a storage account where it's just virtual machine, virtual network. So it's real blobs. basic. Yeah. Blobs. blobs. Yeah. So it's the real basic stuff and you're really getting down to the metal of having to control it or even app service. 
would be infrastructure as a service because you're having mm. to control everything. Whereas the next level platform as a service is like more of a middleware things where there's more things on there. So Azure Signal, our service technically probably lives on top of Azure App Service. Mm. But it gives you that middleware of having like the signal our goodness going on. Like functions. Functions yeah. is, sits on top of yep. exactly. app service. And then, okay, that makes it. Because, so, I, oh yeah, we were just going through a slide deck, man. I, yeah. But we have, um, so my island tracker, my Animal Crossing app, right? I have Azure functions and those talk to table storage and blob storage. Mm-hmm. And those two things are infrastructure, but the function The function, is, yeah. Function means people even talk about functions as a service or FAS. Wow. Yeah. But could that be a PAS? I don't know. It gets really crazy because you can even say like, I have identity as a service, which is IaaS again. Uh-oh. Yeah, but isn't that, a, isn't that, <laughs> anyways, Azure Signal yeah. R. All right, Azure Signal R. So what it gives you is a way to do instant communication between a bunch of different clients, right? So I can have my app. A chat, the chat app is the quintessential app that everybody thinks of when they're talking signal R. Yeah. Which is right? like, apparently, you know, I've always talked to Brady about this and he's like, this is the worst demo to demo. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's not exactly how you necessarily would do it. Right. Exactly. But what it, it's good for, it's really good for high frequency updates mm. for things. So like maybe like a, um, any type of dashboard or monitoring thing where you need like, here's, here's a good one. You're waiting for your lift to come pick you up and you're watching the driver go down the wrong street. Yep. Signal R would be a great way to do that where they can broadcast their location and you can see where they're going. Um, targeted ads is another thing where you're, somebody's doing something on the screen, you get their information and you can change the ad right away. It's kind of an interesting use case scenario. Uh-huh. Or like t- uh, stock information or even IoT stuff that has to go back and forth. So live real-time communication going on. So, but like, like a chat app, you know, there's, there's um, asynchronous stuff going like, Signal R is for fast, everything going on very quickly. Where the chat, you know, you got a there's a break in between, but it's kind of cool seeing like something happens, a chat, then it gets broadcast everywhere all at once. So anyway, mm-hmm. Signal R is like WebSockets. It's a live portal where one thing happens and everybody else can see it instantaneously without having to um, necessarily pull whatever web service you're looking to get the information from. Well, you know the cool thing about Signal R is that signal R is smart because it will use the specific technology yep. that is for the device. So for example, it may use WebSockets, mm-hmm. it may use server sent uh, events or may use long pulling based on the device. If you're in like a really, really old device, the client that yep. can't support it, it will, it will figure it out. Yep. Um, and the cool thing is I, while I was hosting .com focus on Donna Maui. I did, I was part of a demo, which was about signal R nice in a real time drawing application, which is kind of cool because mm-hmm. in that case you are literally drawing kind of like if you were following your driver on the map, but you're drawing in real time. It was really cool to see that like scribble type of game yeah. being produced. Yeah. That's super cool. I mean, the real time stuff is just kind of like a wow factor. And there's a lot of cool things like any type of dashboard, you know, like you like financial dashboard love or dashboards, just, or love a good dashboard. You know, there's a, what I saw a joke on Twitter the other day where they say dashboards are like astrology for PMs, which, you know, kind of is but anyways. Gotta have a dashboard. Yep. But yeah, any dashboard, whether you're industry or if you're doing anything where you need real time data, sales updates, even multiplayer games, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
Perfect. Real-time information. SignalR. Azure. Platform as a service. There you go. There you go. So you already mentioned your pickup pod. Do you want to talk about it one more time? Sure. MapSui. Now I'm going to try to get the uh, real um, name for it. MapSui. It's on GitHub. And what MapSui does, it's a ski it, it draws maps of ski. Does it draw with Skia Sharp? Tell me if it does or not. I don't know. I don't know if it does. Yeah, but it uses Skia Sharp, though, underneath so you can draw mm. things on top of the maps with Skia Sharp, for sure. But anyway, so what MapSui is, is a maps package for, in a, amongst other things, for your .NET MAUI apps. And so you can use things like OpenStreetMaps and put those on there. You can do other um, maps as well for it, but... I have found it, and I'm just learning about it right now. You can put different layers on there. You can draw on it very easily. You can zoom in, zoom out. You can put your um, um, location. Everything mm-hmm. works really nicely. It's very powerful. And, yeah. So, MapSui, go check it out. I will get the M-A-P-S-U-I on GitHub. And, yeah, I'm looking for the pronunciation for it as we go. Because I had gone with... It's MapSui. It's right there on GitHub. MapSui. Yep. Interesting. That makes sense. Now, my pick of the pod is going to be a little bit different. All it right. is going to be <laughs> printer utility. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, maybe it is actually printer utility. I'm not positive. But we're going to put some links to two different projects. Because people ask me about this stuff all the time, about print, printing stuff. But there is someone that that brought in this ESC ESCPOS.net, which is for a specific printer. Um, there's a there's a .NET library for it, and they're printing to that. But then there's another one's a little bit more generic, which is connecting to any Bluetooth printer um, using this utility called printer utility. Now, printer utility, I I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know, I think it's like a .NET framework, but I think it is compatible with .NET standard because it's like not using framework code at all. And the magic of NuGet of backwards compatibility just like makes it work. I don't really know. But regardless, uh, this allows you to easily get and set bytes from printers, like Bluetooth printers. But I'm going, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's amazing. So anyways, I'm going to put in this into our show notes, two specific GitHub links that were sent to me um, and projects, you can give it a check out if you're interested in printing and doing fun stuff. Uh, I like it because people literally sent me a video of a mobile app sitting in front of a printer printing in real time. <laughs> uh, and that's really cool. And then the one, this, this, um, this specific printer is like kind of one of those, you see the zebra, uh, scanners where like it's a Android device inside of a, and this is like mm-hmm. a printer on an Android. So if you're using one of these called a soon me, uh, I think it is sun me, sun my, uh, printer. And yeah, they, they just are printing from it, but then there's this more generic one, which is just, uh, printing to generic Bluetooth printer. It's, it's amazing. So shout out to, to, to Thomas who did that. And, um, um, that's really, really cool. And Santos who also did the other one. I think it was funny because literally like after, Thomas had done this and someone was like, I'm also printing. Someone was like, I'm also doing printing. So there's a whole community around printers. So there you go. That's gonna, that's really gonna do, do it. Matt, we should go, go talk more to people in real life. It's almost time. It's almost time. Uh, 
of course, check out local events, check out all the good stuff. Uh, it's fun to be back in person. We'll see how this recording comes. This is the first time I'm on this setup. So we'll see how it goes. You know what? Just so the folks at home know, the lights in this room went off. And now this machine, this Rode Procaster 5000 Lightinator is amazing. It looks like a disco floor. Yeah, I'm going to tweet it um, right now. So if you go to my, my, my Twitter account, Twitter, twitter.com forward slash James Montemagna. That's how you can find me everywhere on the internet. I'm going to do a, uh, I'm going to do a cool, attach a photo. <laughs> but what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, you only get to see one photo at a time because I don't like to give everyone access to my photos. Um, I'm going to say podcasting with at code mill Matt. See shout out there. Nice. We do that. Boom. Oh, I should spell it right though. Code mill Matt. Oh, two L's. Okay. Let's going to do it. All right. Very good. Thanks everyone for tuning in. See you later, James. See you everybody. Bye-bye.